0: Welcome to Spiritually Fierce, the podcast. I am your host, doctor Ricky Rikki-Jane Adams, Principal and Founder of the Institute for Intuitive Intelligence and creator of the Spiritually Fierce movement. Spiritually Fierce is not just a phrase, it is a movement of awakening consciousness of which we are all a part, if we wanna be. In each episode, we'll explore what it means to be Spiritually Fierce, how to become it, and why it is the revolution in consciousness that will save the world. Join me and my fierce guests for deep conversations on spirituality beyond the trinkets and superstitions of the new age that will support you to increase your power to serve. Welcome, everybody, to season two of Spiritually Fierce, the podcast, and this season is dedicated to difficult spiritual conversations, and I've only been hanging out with my next guest for a few minutes, but I can already guarantee this is going to be a glorious, juicy conversation that will not leave any stone unturned. So let me officially introduce Susan Burrell, author of Live Your Empowered Life, a thirty-day journey book, and a thought. She also has a thought-provoking podcast called Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell that can be found on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other popular platforms. Her guided meditations are accessible through Insight Timer. And like me, Susan is a feisty Scorpio with the red hair to back it up, who has navigated life by learning how to listen within to that divine urge. Oh, I love that description. That keeps pointing her in the direction of her life's purpose, even when she can't see the road. And that is really often for me. So. (laughs) she is a guide in the crossroads of life with a master's degree in consciousness hello i didn't even know you could get one of those and has been counseling and supporting people in transforming from the inside out for over 25 years her methods are proven because she has lived this journey to empowerment welcome 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 Thank you so much. I'm just so excited. I can't wait to see what happens. Right. I feel like if we just recorded our pre-chat, we would already have a really great juicy uh, (laughs) podcast. We actually had to stop ourselves and say, wait till we hit record. Let's begin by getting to know you. How did you arrive at this point in your life? Like where did the spiritual journey begin and how did you get to this place?
1: Okay, I have to take a breath. <laughs> take your it, time. Yeah. It's been a, a long journey. Uh, Cause I basically started what I call spiritual questing when I was like 17, 18. And now I'm a ripe old age of mm-hmm, <laughs> middle something. And um and I just was called all the time. and, and in my early 20s started reading uh metaphysical books but but prior to that I had dated a a man who was a Baha'i of Baha'i faith so there was like lots of different ways that spirit source energy whatever you want to call it was like tapping on me saying pay attention pay attention you need to follow this and um and so I ended up during the course of my 20s studying with some shamans a couple of medicine women um, you know, anything, any anyone, anything. Um, did the Course in Miracles twice. You mm-hmm. know, all that kind of stuff. And finally, um, came to well, my my personal philosophy is Science of Mind. Yeah. By Ernest Holmes, and um, and he was. Writing, he basically what he did is he distilled all the world's philosophies. We're talking Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, the Egyptian ancient Egyptian uh, religions, Mm -hmm. philosophies down into one philosophy, which basically states that there is only one. Mm that operates in and through and around everything. And we are all connected. It doesn't matter what our belief system is, we're all connected. And then our belief systems uh, affect how we co-create with source, what I call source energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's much, for me, now I'm getting a whole other thing, huh? Uh, So for me, it's much larger than one entity right it's it, it source energy is beyond description it is it is a whole uh consciousness that is beyond um boundaries borders definitions and um and so that's where i've kind of landed and at what what I find is I haven't actually landed anywhere, <laughs> Ricky Jane. I'm I'm just still in the process of investigating and self-discovery. And and, and 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 in fact, in my journaling this morning, I was I was asking the question yet again, who am I now? Yeah. Who am I now? And um and just kind of feeling what the differences may be from who I was yesterday or 10 years ago um, because you know I still have stories that I run from my past that kind of make me want to rewind and you know it's no no who am I now and how am I going to continue to be that and be more of that and then and just investigate and evolve my soul while I'm still here on planet earth yeah
0: yeah I love that question and is that a daily question who am I now or is that come up like every six months
1: or how often do you feel into that it kind of shows up when I begin to dip into self-doubt yeah or um not feeling good enough uh or low empowerment and it, it kind of shows up then and I do take myself to task and I do take myself to task almost daily. I'm a little too serious. I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those Scorpios, you know, cause I've been through the ashes so many times. Yeah. It's like, can I just get it right once, <laughs> which is not going to happen in a lifetime people, but uh, yeah. So it, it shows up when I dip into those self-doubting points.
0: Yeah. 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 So I want you to tell me then, how did you bring all of that into how am I going to serve? What's how do I show up to to bring others along on that? Because that's your thing, right? I'm assuming given the beautiful banner behind you and your beautiful bio, you're here to give that to others. So how do how do you do that? Uh,
1: Well, first of all, I have to say I resisted it every single (laughs) inch of the way i'm not going to be this woo woo weirdo person and uh and yet that's how i serve by being as woo as i am and and that is i've embodied that more recently in the last eight nine years because of having gone through a divorce that cracked open my heart shattered my heart and then i found i had these healing skill sets that i'd always had but i i I had been uh, ignoring or told they were worthless uh, for many, many reasons. Um, And so I literally felt pushed. I mean, like, you know, the the person with their hand pushing between (laughs) your shoulder blades, pushing me forward. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Don't make me do it. And then I, you know, because it was so uncomfortable with the pushing, the but pushing thing, that I finally said yes. And and so it's it's interesting, be, as you well know, uh, every time I surrender, my life gets better. But I got to go kicking and screaming. Why I'm built that way, I don't know. Oh, uh, so yeah, and um, and it's interesting. This weekend, I heard the phrase, empowered surrender Mm. empowered surrender and it caught me and I'm like okay so what does that mean that was my morning um journaling this morning what is empowered surrender because Mm. I have spent so much time resisting resisting surrender I teach other people how to do that but (laughs) if it comes when it comes to me I'm like no I'm gonna think about it let me go away I'll let you know Oh my God. So being called into service began as a push between my shoulder blades, spirit saying this, no, no, see, you forgot, Susan, but this is why you're here.
0: Yeah.
1: You're here to do this. And I'm like, really, really? I've done it so many times. I don't want to do it again.
0: Yeah. So many
1: lifetimes.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, but once I surrender, every time I just let go and it's not, um, Surrender has a different meaning to me now that, than when it did, I don't know, 20 years ago, because it feels more graceful.
0: Yeah,
1: It feels more um, like I see myself falling into love. Yeah. And so my current place of serving humanity, because it's not just serving my community, yeah. It's serving humanity is from that place of a higher vibration of love that i've been building over the last couple the minute pandemic shutdown happened in America i um i was called to do guided meditations mm-hmm. every day for two weeks and then i was like then i heard oh no now do it do it weekly. I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. You just <laughs> let me know when I don't need to do it. And I did it weekly for a year and a half. And, wow. and, at the same time I sat down and said, okay, what's mine, what's mine to do me, uh, you know, podcasting. And uh, I'm like, so what's mine. And, um, during meditation, I heard very clearly to ignite the light and I'm like, really? Why? Why me? Pick somebody else. <laughs> and then I heard right after that, um, to awaken light leaders, not light workers. Mm. There's lots of light workers. But lots of people that are doing the light work are a little afraid of leading. Yeah. Yeah. And as we are moving into this new paradigm well we're in it already uh mm-hmm. where they where we're trying to investigate who are the leaders because the, the leaders that led before are antiquated yeah. the way they do business so to speak is antiquated yeah uh it's it's actually a dead paradigm in my opinion yeah uh and so in order to create the new yet to be the new paradigm we have got to awaken and call light leaders. Peep, and then what that means, okay, so you're, oh my God, now I'm giving you way too much information. Sorry. No, I you're love just, it. This is okay. what I hear. So years ago when I was um, in my master's program and studying, I, I was again in meditation and I heard you are a conduit for spirit. And I was like, oh, all right, okay. Again, I'm like, all right, what's that mean? And um, and the power that that resonated within my physical being was so profound that I knew that this was spirit saying, "This is who you are." Yeah. And so, being a light leader is being a conduit for spirit. And what conduit means, I got it right here, is to lead <laughs> or contribute to a result yeah and it's also a a natural passageway so a natural way for for spirit for source energy for the electrical energy that is all of that to move through and there's many of us that are on the planet you know all this but maybe your listeners don't Um, (laughs) there's many of us on the planet right now we have been called to be here now we chose to incarnate here now to be that conduit for spirit to be those light leaders to lead humanity into a better yet to be uh a more loving leading us into love while we're still on planet earth while planet earth is still here yeah so um so that was a kind of a daunting task, being asked to activate light leaders, and consequently, I, I created two courses on it. and um, And I am that woo person, <laughs> Ricky Jane. I'm that woo person, <laughs> and you're still going. Look,
0: it, you're still thriving. Nothing, nothing terrible happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, but it, but but we were talking it, we, were, we were talking about this before we started of um, what I notice more since the lockdown and then coming out. The, so uh, my podcast we have a, a yearly theme.
0: Yeah,
1: and this year for Empowering Chats, it's reemergence. Mm-hmm. And as I personally reemerge in having really grounded more and continue to investigate and embody more of the light that I am, the love, the high frequency of love that I am and bring that out. I, I have such an interesting reaction with people, you know, because some people are like, ooh, bright and shiny, bright and shiny. And other people are like, uh-uh. <laughs> "Nope, I don't want it. Don't talk. To, don't even look at me.
0: Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. fascinating.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I've always had that. I think I've always had that, but I'm more aware of it now because that is my calling, right? That is my calling of how to serve yeah. by being a light leader and walking outside my home, uh, being that and allowing that, uh, that, um, love and light that I am not to be afraid of expressing it, I guess is what I'm trying to finally get at. Yeah. So no i get it and
0: you know what we were talking about before which we want to pick up is i think that thing of being afraid to be perceived in a certain way i understand even though you you know we're making light of it you know i was an academic professionally for a long time and i wanted the phd from the ivory tower institute and i wanted to be acknowledged for being you know professionally excellent and I didn't, I felt like almost being aligned with spirituality was to sully that reputation, to make me seem lesser than. Uh, and I know that we know that's not true, but there is a lot of misconception of what spirituality is, where it's coming from, what it's based on. And it's not flattering, a lot of those, you know, associations. And I really have. I had to struggle with that. It took me until my you know, mid to late thirties to let go of that need to be seen mm. in a certain way by the mainstream and to really just recognize that I was ready to give that up. But I do understand that. And we, it comes to that question, you know, what have you lost as a result of outing yourself, of giving in to God or source, surrendering, as you say, what, what, what's been lost in that process?
1: Okay. So when you ask, when you mentioned that earlier, I was like, wow, that's a heavy question. Um, and, and now that you're asking it again, I really personally don't think I'd lost anything I've gained so much yeah. because I'm more who I am and always was from, from birth, from inception this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm, I'm now able to own it. Yeah, uh, I still get dinged, you know, or triggered by individuals that don't understand why it's important for me to sage their room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, there's really dark energy in that corner. Can we just wipe? Let's just, let's just energy. Let's just, can you help me here? Move it. And people, uh, I still get reactions, but it's not Okay. Here's the answer to your question. The thing I lost (laughs) in claiming my spiritual gifts and, um, becoming standing in my own light and love was my husband of 28 years.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was a good thing. Yeah. And now I can say that was a good thing. It was heart shattering and all of that, but it, it was necessary. And why I stayed 28 years, I, I guess I'll get those answers when I cross over because I don't have them now but uh and I can't second guess myself you know there's lots of people that well if I had the coulda shoulda woulda thing if I had done it differently and I can't do that to myself because that's that's another form of gaslighting right of of saying okay you're you're still not good enough and when I came out of divorce, I was claiming my power and my freedom and my happiness and my love. So um, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I lost.
0: Yeah. I I resonate deeply. I, my marriage also ended in January 2020 just before the pandemic. And Mm. I, I write about it actually in my new book, which begins with, I left a good man or I left my husband for God. And you know that was absolute that blind faith that you speak about you know i just had to follow that divine urge which i call my intuitive intelligence even though on paper it, it didn't look like there was necessarily a need right we you know we we had reached the end of the road with that relationship but it was fine it was not harming anyone like we could have kept going distracting ourselves with holidays and work and all the rest of it but that calling was so profound that if I didn't surrender to that, that word again, yep. empowered surrender, I would have prevented all the next things coming. And that's a course in miracles, right? Like we can prevent the download of the miracle if we stay in inaction, if God's guiding us and we don't take that instruction. So I do understand what you're saying deeply that you can see it in hindsight, you don't necessarily see it at the time.
1: Yeah. And,
0: you know, Shanti, that great American author, says, enlightenment is a process of destruction it's it's that often we're attracted to spirituality because we want to try and get some guarantee that nothing's ever going to go bad but you know what do you do with those people who are kind of seeking you out because they want some kind of proof that they're going to be safe and god will protect them like
1: how do you navigate that yeah i gotta be honest with them and say i got nothing because that's (laughs) i can't guarantee that I can't, I can't, I, I can, it's that whole, uh, bring a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. I can teach, and I do, I teach my uh, my students learn how to have a spiritual practice. It's their own practice, right? Um, so my practice is a plethora of skills that I do daily and weekly and, and that kind of thing and ritual. Um, but one of my students, uh, she, she does evening blessings and she blesses all the people she loves. She blesses all the people she doesn't love and, um, and surrenders it. And that, and that's her spiritual practice. That's Mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, that's a good thing. And because it, it resonates with her and, and we can only develop our spiritual practices to the degree that it resonates within our own heart center and our soul. Yeah. Um, but to, to tell some, I still don't feel safe. Yeah. Ricky Jane. I, I I mean, my husband found this great, uh, she's Australian too. I can't think of her name. This great, um, affirmative, uh, prayer thing that, that runs for eight hours. And I, I put it, I put it on when I'm putting on my makeup, I am safe. It's safe to be in my body. It's safe to be safe it's safe because especially during the pandemic who felt safe um the thing I have begun to really understand on a completely different level lately is that our soul is we choose to incarnate and we choose with a lesson plan Mm -hmm. and by that I mean that every human on the planet is here to learn and to evolve and our learning what we learn when we return when we uh crossover transition into the afterlife that learning goes into the higher consciousness the consciousness of all and everyone benefits by that and what we don't learn we then investigate why did i make a different choice because it's all choice, right? Why did I not wake up enough to get that I, that was my choice or, you know, and, um, and so that has tweaked my um, perception enough that when, so when I, when I do work with clients, it isn't about so much about feeling safe as what is it you're here to learn and sometimes you gotta you gotta jump off the cliff yeah right and 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 that's the only way you're going to know if you can fly or not
0: yeah yeah I love that yeah as A Course in Miracles tells us you know there's no safety in the dream the dream is an illusion so to seek Mm -hmm. safety in a dream is an act of madness Mm -hmm. and I think that's you know so when when we can sit with the discomfort of that truth it it shifts everything because so many people seek spirituality for some kind of guarantee right rather than for some kind of truth. Like we're often running from truth and and wanting what I call spiritual retail therapy, right? Like we want the the comfort, the thing we can buy that's going to make us feel better or the the book that's going to give us all the answers or the teacher who's going to take away our personal responsibility. And it, you know, it sounds very much like that's not your community. That's not how you serve. But it, it is that sense of what are you willing to lose? And until you're willing to show up and say, I'm willing to lose I'm willing to let go, we're going to delay our own fulfillment of those lessons.
1: Yeah, that our own evolution. Yeah. Uh, because one of the things I learned in my early 20s when I was questing spiritually is self responsibility. I am, resp- and it's still my lesson, you know? I, I, I am, I was taught and trained to take care of my mom and my dad and my, you know, take care of my family. And I'm finally at the ripe old age of going, that's not my responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. My responsibility is me, but in my younger years, I thought somebody else was responsible for me. Yeah. Right. My father, my husband, my, Mm my mom, my, you know, whatever, um, but the the only person responsible for me is me and i am responsible for my choices i am responsible for the consequences of my choices and um and to me that's well i'm trying to think is that part of letting go letting i think for me the the letting go piece is really letting go of the victim story yeah that I did have at an early age um, because I was also looking for that book <laughs> that had all the answers of this is how you, this is how you live a human life, yeah. you know? And, and that book was never there. Yeah. There was lots of great books like The Course in Miracles that we mentioned, but um, it, it, it was really more for me to live my life, recognize that my choices are my choices and take responsibility for that. Yeah. And then, if i don't like the consequence of those choices i get to make a different choice yeah all the time and mm-hmm. and then also learning that the choices that i made that i felt were really awful ugly bad whatever label you want to put on that i don't have to carry that either i can make the choice to surrender it to let it go to lay it down because that's what i needed in that moment at the point i was in my life to 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 learn to evolve so um yeah yeah. I'd love to sort of change
0: tack a little bit but also something we we touched on before we hit record which is you know you're off to Italy on Sunday I hope you don't mind me disclosing that which is really exciting and in a way it feels like that reemergence. You said your podcast has that theme this year, you know, to get on a plane, to travel, to be in another country. These are uh, you know, things that certainly for me in Australia have been off the table for the last couple of years. But I want to ask from your perspective, what what was all of that pandemic about spiritually? What how was that serving us? What how did we create it? What was the lesson in that for humanity? And I'm obviously not asking you to be speaking as God here, but from your own personal experience of, of navigating that.
1: Um, uh, I really, really believe that the pandemic and the lockdown was uh, like a higher being shaking us by the shoulders, saying, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah. And a lot of people as they're coming out and re-emerging, it's very clear they haven't. Yeah. And I don't know how you can go through a year and a half or two years sitting with yourself at home unless you're just eating fritos and binge watching netflix and you're not paying attention to your inner life i think a lot of people got to wake up enough and go wow okay i'm there's something here i don't know who who's here besides me but there's somebody else here besides me right and and to me that's your higher self your yeah. the source energy um but I do think it was it was you, the universe or conscious. I'm trying to find the right word. There is no right descriptor, right? Yeah. Um, telling humanity, now's the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Now's the time for you to really self investigate. So we're going to take everything off the table. You don't get to go to work. You don't get to go on a freeway. You have to help your neighbors. You have to pay attention to everybody else around you, not just you and what you're accomplishing, you know, all that stuff. And, um, and I would love to think that a lot of people did wake up. I think in the, at least what I f- feel, uh, like I, we ha- we live near a freeway here in California. It was so quiet. Yeah. It was so quiet I was like oh my god this is this is this is what birds really sound like yeah it's not a train or an airplane or a freeway and as soon as stuff started to loosen that freeway is louder than it was before yeah. and, and I'm like where where's where are they going where is everybody <laughs> going and they're also driving like crazy maniacal <laughs> they're driving faster than they did before I'm like wait did nobody wake up so Mm -hmm. i really think that i really personally think the pandemic was for our spiritual awakening however we chose to do that and um and to become self responsible for that inner awakening um has it happened i I, we won't know and the purpose of this pandemic because that was you had like four questions there (laughs) 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 um there's a whole bunch of other things i could say about it but i think that it was it was first spiritual awakening but i also think it was an it was like um oh i don't know you're not gonna like this uh it was like a portal open for those people who did not want to do the deep spiritual work there was an exit yeah and I don't, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to denigrate people that have passed away during this and, and died excruciating deaths, but mm-hmm. I think a door opened and many people said, I'm exiting, I'm exiting stage left. I don't, I don't want to participate. Yeah. I came, I thought I did, I don't want to, so I'm going. Yeah. A- and I really do believe that. And then the, that goes back to being a light leader. Those of us that are still here, it's because we made a very deep, very high spiritual commitment to lead yeah. people in light, to lead people through love into a deeper awareness of their soul and what their soul's work is. And many people, my mother was included. She, she passed away during the lockdown and, and it was, a, and it was a gift yeah, because She was toward the end of her life. She was somebody who was going to make her death and dying a real drama, you know, where where you'd have lots of cameras, lots of people coming in and watching that drama. And she decided just to go one night. And that was the better thing, because it would have been horrible if she had gone into hospital because we wouldn't be able to see her or take care of her or any of that. Mm -hmm. And I think she just kind of. Yeah, went because she recognized that's what was going to happen and time to go. Yeah. No, I really, I hope that doesn't sound callous to people. I do by no means. Not at all. And we're here for that, right? This is difficult
0: spiritual conversations. And Mm. I think what you're sharing is taken in the vein that it's intended, which is when we look deeper, what do we see? And if we avoid these conversations, then we're not going to gain anything, right? So no, I really honor you for saying that. And I certainly, I do not think that what you're saying is suggesting that people, you know, like that they consciously chose it because they didn't. This is the subconscious soul level. It isn't, it isn't like sitting at home and deciding suddenly you're going to pop your clogs and that deeper level of our being is always at work. We're just, you know, most people on the planet are largely oblivious to that. So no, I really honor you for sharing that. And certainly what that leads to now is what do we do now? Because as you say, okay, here we are, those who could and should lead must lead now. That's always been my kind of cries. Like if you can lead now is the time and it is spiritual leadership. It's the spiritual Renaissance that will save us. It's not political reform or economic reform or environmental reform. It's spiritual awakening. So what's the call to those light leaders? What do we need to do now? I'm giving you
1: all the easy questions. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh my God. Um, so for me, it is about developing a daily spiritual practice that by that, I mean a daily spiritual activity that connects you within your heart to your higher source, not in your head, but yeah. your heart, because the mind I was going to say a bad word. Sorry. The mind will just, okay. So the mind will just mess you up. Right. Uh, Because it's, it's, it's ego driven and humanity trained, you know, we just saw that with the pandemic, you know, whatever side you were reading, whatever, whatever website you were investigating. And they said, that's the truth. And people would go, okay, that's the truth. But that, that was just to keep the mind busy. Yeah. The, The heart, the, Spirit resides in the heart center, and that's where our wisdom, ancient wisdom, I'm talking ancient wisdom, people, not just what you learned yesterday, (laughs) resides in the heart. And in order to access it, in my experience, you need to have a daily spiritual practice of some sort. Whether it's walking and asking the questions of your heart when you're moving, or sitting still and asking the questions of your heart, I have one of my practices that somebody gifted me is um, to ask the wisdom of my heart. to say, "I'm listening. I'm listening." Um, I started working with archangels. Never did that before uh, this last year, and one of the th- questions is to say, "I want to understand," and then just stop the chatter and listen. Yeah. And you may hear it immediately, or you may hear it days later, or it may show up in an activity or, or something, but um, doing that daily spiritual connection time with yourself connects you to your higher self, which I am now beginning to comprehend that my higher self isn't the Godhead, My higher self is the part of my soul that's still in the spirit world, doing the work it's doing that my soul wants me to do, connecting to that higher self to inform me of, oh yeah, this is what I chose this time to learn. So let's pay attention to that. Yeah. And, um, and so in order to lead, okay, we, uh, so we are, have now moved from a hierarchical patriarchal leadership business thing paradigm to a divine feminine paradigm and so 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 we're talking the pyramid or something else and it's got a pointy thing
0: yeah
1: um that's what it used to be and we're watching it across the world in all different governments or systems breaking down and it feels like chaos it feels like war it feels like poverty it feels like refugees it feels because it's it it's so done that it's crumbling mm-hmm. and the divine feminine is not a, a linear thing you know so that the, it used to be the guy at the top tells everybody what to do yeah, You know, the old God idea, right? The old man in the sky tells everybody what to do and punishes and blah, 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 blah. Or at least in the Christian tradition. Um, so the divine feminine is circular. And because it's circular, then everyone has, and this is how Native Americans uh, do it, used to do it. Um, everyone gets to sit on the circle and everyone gets to have a say, Mm -hmm. which means that everyone on the circle is listening respectfully, not with, oh yeah, but you're wrong and I'm right. That's the divisive part that the the wounded masculine has perpetrated, uh, consciously or unconsciously, who knows. But the divine feminine now is coming into being and we don't know how to lead from that circular place where everybody gets to have a say we, yeah. we just don't um i remember when i was sharing that with my mom a few years ago i was like mom mom it's a circle it's just, she's like then who's in charge she was freaking out <laughs> who's in charge i was like i don't know mom but isn't that exciting it's a circle yeah we all get to participate no yeah. no 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 somebody has to be in charge and
0: tell me what to do yeah which goes back to your thing of you were taught to be reliant that you were going to be taken care of by someone else so if suddenly we self-reliance is the circle right everyone yes. there is self-reliant I love that
1: beautiful well and the other part of that too uh, Ricky Jane is that if we're all self-reliant then we're also then not only taking care of ourselves but we're taking care of everyone else yeah. you know you don't have to outsource how you care for someone if we insource, how we care for ourselves then that naturally radiates out to others yeah if i'm taking care of my stuff then somebody else is going to take care of their stuff i don't have to mess with their stuff yeah 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 Ma.
0: (laughs) i'm gonna ask a few questions about you directly as a way to wrap up this glorious conversation what do people misunderstand about you
1: Oh, I. It, well, this is my belief about what people misunderstand about me, it, it probably has nothing to do with with what people really <laughs> misunderstand about me. But um, I, I. Okay, this is my current gripe story. I um am so empathic that I can stand next to someone and I intuitively know what's going on with them physically or emotionally, Mm -hmm. or I can feel it. Right. And if I, people don't like that, (laughs) people don't like that. And and it's so hard for me to, to, it's still, I'm still learning boundaries, right. Having been with a narcissist for 28 years, I'm still learning boundaries because if I, I, I used to think if I can feel it, everybody else can, right? You know, if I can feel that, oh my God, you've got a cancer spot on your left breast or whatever it is, and you need to know about it, why wouldn't you want to know about it? But yeah. people don't. Yeah. So, um, so that I think they don't like that about me
0: yeah.
1: and I feel energy in a room that a lot of people don't. Um, fortunately, I hang out with a, a good group of friends that get it, and they—they're like, and I'm like, okay, we got to sage, we got to sage the house, and they're like, okay, I'm with you, <laughs> let's do it. But, uh, but other people are like, I, I like not knowing what I don't know. Yeah, and I don't want somebody pointing it out to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's I can't help life. it. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i love that. I mean, I could help it, but then I'm not living my truth.
0: Yeah, exactly. What are you reading right now?
1: <laughs> okay. So I'm laughing because I, when I got into real heavy metaphysical research and um, learning, I found I always needed to have a trashy novel by my bed <laughs> and by trashy mu- novel, I mean murder mysteries. Yeah. So I'm, I'm currently reading um, and now I can't remember her name. Linda Castillo. Uh, she writes about um, the Amish and there's always a nasty murder that makes <laughs> me anxious, but it gets resolved. I'm reading that while I'm also reading. Uh, uh, you should talk to her um a book by wendy de rosa are you familiar with wendy
0: no,
1: no you should have her on your show uh she wrote a book called becoming becoming an empowered empath
0: yeah
1: and um and she has her own school
0: yeah.
1: and uh i i interviewed her for my show um and had her book and just you know would pop it up and go oh i like that i like that so i decided um I was going to investigate and really do everything Wendy says in the book, yeah. which is totally unplugged wounds and emotions. And I feel raw and I'm crying for no reason. Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah. It's a clearing. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm reading, becoming an empowered empath. And then I got a stack of other books yeah. over here on my on my desk. <laughs> my desk. Yeah, I get it.
0: There's, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I absolutely. always have a
1: metaphysical something, a spiritual teaching something and. Um, something to switch off the. Right. A trashing novel, yeah, unless I I'm binge it. watching a show with my husband. I love that. <laughs> I love it. All
0: right. Last one. It's a big one. Cause you know, I love the big questions. If today was your last day on earth, what is the message? What's the legacy that you want to leave? You want us all to know what do we need to know?
1: Uh, Well, the legacy are my podcasts and my meditations, um, and they definitely are a legacy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I want people to know is that there's only love. There's only love. That's all we are. That's all we need to be. And anything that distracts us from love just means we have to go deeper into that love.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I love it. Thank you. You are indeed a redheaded Scorpio firecracker. And I love being in the company of, you know, like-minded, hysterically funny women so thank you very much for gracing us with your time i know my community is going to love this conversation i just feel like yeah my cup's really full so thank you thank you thank you we'll share all the links uh to you and the books that you mentioned maybe not the murder mystery maybe we'll mention that too (laughs) um so everyone can follow up and find out more about you thank you everybody for being with us In 2022, the Institute for Intuitive Intelligence is bringing you a whole new way to get qualified as a professional intuitive. The intuitive intelligence method accreditation is a 100 hour training program, including personal development, professional development and spiritual development that will take your skills as an intuitive to the level of superconscious. This program is available online and in person across a range of different dates and deliveries in 2022 and 2023. We'd love for you to head to the Institute for intuitive intelligence.com to find out more about how you can get qualified faster and more efficiently to increase your power to serve.